Dear Lannis, I was saddened by the oil spill that happened on the fifth of October at the Bay of Plenty. The slick that came out from Rena, the wrecked container, spread over a large area around the bay, polluting the beautiful Mount Monganui Beach, and the neighboring harbor of Taronga. Two months have elapsed since this most serious maritime environmental disaster in the history of New Zealand. I hope things have resolved, and the Bay of Plenty has resumed its former beauty. Life is full of surprises. Here in Hong Kong, we have just held two elections. The first was a district council election that occurred on the sixth of November, and the second was the election committee subsector election on last Sunday. These elections can be regarded as the forerunners of two important elections next year, namely the chief executive election and the legislative council election. As Hong Kong is in a transition period, before we have universal suffrage for the election of the chief executive and the entire legislative council in a few years' time, the importance of these elections cannot be overemphasized. For those who have been closely involved in the district council election, the result came as a surprise. Overall, the so-called pro-establishment camp had won a very substantial victory. Out of all the 412 elected seats, 177, which is equivalent to 43 percent of all the seats, went to the pro-establishment camp. 85, which is equivalent to 21 percent of the seats, went to the so-called pan-democrats. The remaining 150 seats were taken up by candidates who claimed no political affiliation. As compared to the last election four years ago, the Pan Democrats lost 18 seats, while the pro-establishment camp gained 27 additional seats. The success of the pro-establishment camp and the defeat of the Pan Democrats have aroused much debate and discussion. In recent weeks, there has been outcries of vote rigging as people bearing different family names. Were found to be registered under the same address. Political parties belonging to both camps are searching through electoral registers to look for suspicious cases. So far, the registration and electoral office has received complaints involving no less than 1,100 registered voters. The ICAC and the police have arrested a few dozens of people suspected to be involved. In vote rigging, while some cases are probably genuine crime, others are likely to be just careless mistakes made by ordinary people. At any rate, the scale of the problem exposed so far, and the fact that it involves seats won by both the pro-establishment and pan-democratic camps, made it unlikely to be the reason behind the success of the former in this election. A more plausible explanation for the success of the pro-establishment camp is that they have won the hearts of voters through their hard work in solving the problems brought forward by local citizens. As someone who has participated in the process throughout, I can attest to the validity of this claim. When people choose a district councillor, they are mostly looking for someone who is hardworking, 
who is there when one needs help, and who is capable of solving problems at the district level. Political clout is only of secondary importance. This may explain why a number of political stars, who have no track records at a district level, were badly defeated by young contestants whose names are largely unknown to people living outside their constituencies. Yet dedication to local needs has always been the strategy of the pro-establishment camp. There's nothing new in it. Then why did it work wonders this time, while in the past it didn't? Clearly, there are other factors operating as well. One of the external factors is the economic uncertainty surrounding Europe and America. The financial crisis affecting these places and their relative prosperity of developing countries have challenged the belief of many people. People start to wonder about the cause of overspending and debt accumulation in these more advanced and affluent Western countries. This then results in a swing in favor of more conservative political views. At the local level, the recent cases of judicial review have a very significant chilling effect on the support for the pan-democrats. These cases involve two issues. The first being the assessment of environmental impact of the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge. The government's defeat of its first legal battle at the court of first instance resulted in a delay in not only the construction of the bridge itself, but more than seventy other public construction projects. The second issue concerns the controversial right of permanent residence for foreign domestic helpers. Who have been working in Hong Kong for more than seven years? Lawyers who are closely associated with the Civic Party have allegedly been involved in these cases. Both issues have aroused heated debate and mass actions in the form of gatherings, rallies, and signing of petitions. The pro-establishment camp has exploited the difference in the stance taken by the two camps to their full advantage. The resulting sentiment must have driven many voters to the polling stations, and it would not be difficult to guess who they vote for. Compared to the district council, the election committee subsector election on last Sunday was a sort of quieter game. With 1,200 seats, the election committee will be responsible for picking the next chief executive in 2012. There are 250,000 voters who represent different sectors of our community. Some are individual members of certain professions; others represent organizations, companies, and groups belonging to their corresponding subsectors. Even though it is often described as a small circle election, the competition among certain sectors was very keen. Take for example, in the medical sector, there were 83 con. Contestants competing for 30 seats, while the overall turnout rate was disappointingly low at less than 30 percent, voters in certain subsectors were very enthusiastic, pushing turnout for these subsectors to above 60 percent. The results of this election, though less spectacular, were nonetheless illuminating. 
due to overwhelming success in the legal, education, social work, and information technology subsectors, the Pan Democrats managed to secure more than 200 seats, making it possible for them to nominate one candidate for next year's election of the chief executive. This result somewhat surprised the pro-establishment camp, which has been expecting a somewhat better result for itself. Hence. Once again, the people of Hong Kong will be able to witness a lively election next year, with contestants who hold very different views about what is good for the future of Hong Kong. Initially, as a spectator, and more recently as a participant in political campaigns, I can see that as a civic society, we are steadily maturing. The surprising results of these elections show that people recognize they have a choice. And they make an effort to use their right. With universal suffrage just a few years ahead, Hong Kongers are ready to take up this challenge. With due prudence, spirit to work together, and a bit of luck, I'm sure we'll do better than the arena, and sail ahead towards a more prosperous and democratic future. With best regards, Pei Chou, Pei Chou.